Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And we are coming at you following a loss to the Orlando Magic. Wah, wah, wah. Celtics lose 117-109. This was a tough one. But Time Lord is back. And that is a beautiful sight to see. Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game. Run through some of the highs, some of the lows. Uh, but I want to talk about Rob Williams' impact here. Uh, and it fits in perfect with the start of this podcast because for player of the game, I'm giving it to Robert Williams. I don't see how you can give it to anyone else at this point. Robert Williams is back. He has missed the first 29 games of this season, and he came back and he only played limited minutes, played 18 minutes in this one, but he looked as good as we've seen him all season long last year. This is a great Rob Williams game. He came in, made an immediate impact. End of the game, nine points, five rebounds, and assist on four of four shooting, as well as a steal, as well as a block. Like, this is Rob Williams in a nutshell. He got up there, had a couple of huge, like, he had the alley-oop. He had a huge putback on a Jalen Brown miss. Uh, it just looked good. It looked good. In the beginning of this game for him, he played his first shift. He had three fouls in the first four minutes that he played. First quarter, he was nervous. He was excited. He was happy. He had all the emotions going. He was all over the place. Second quarter on, he was locked in, and he looked really good through most of this. Uh, it was just an exciting game for Time Lord. Like This is as good as it gets for him, and I know people are going to look at this game against the, again, Orlando Magic and say, oh, this is a horrible loss. We've lost three of our last four. I get it. Possibly should have been four of our last four. Totally understand it all. But at this point, the Celtics in the last 10 games have been the sixth best defense in the entire NBA as far as efficiency goes. And we just took back. We just got back time Lord. This changes everything. I don't care as much about the loss, honestly, and I know people are going to come at me for that. I don't care. The storyline of today is not the fact that the Celtics lost to the Orlando Magic. The storyline of today's game is the fact that Time Lord is back and Time Lord looks great. Like his conditioning wasn't perfect, right? Is it going to take some time for him to get in a rhythm with this team? Absolutely. The Celtics have done such a good job of getting through the first 29 games without him that it's going to take a big adjustment from everybody. But you saw in this game, there were a lot of times where guys were driving to the rim and just Rob being near the rim, he was the lob threat that nobody could help with. So you saw guys like Jason Tatum, like Jalen Brown, get to the free throw line a ton in this one. And while Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum do deserve some credit for getting to the free throw line 12 times for Tatum, 10 times for Jalen Brown, you have to give Rob Williams some credit because he was a, a pretty good reason 
that they couldn't really help the way that they wanted to. So instead of letting Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum run into another defender, the person defending him just fouled him. Set another free throw line, right? This is Rob Williams' impact. He's not strictly a, a defensive threat that can block stuff at the rim. He is very much there spacing the floor vertically. He's not stretching the floor. He's not going out and shooting threes like we see with Al Horford. Uh, but he is very much still a floor spacer because he's someone that a defender needs to stay attached to at all times. Or someone's just going to go and throw an easy lob to him. And it happened tonight. The Rob Lob is back. So regardless of how the Celtics finish this game, honestly, it was probably the worst game the Celtics have played all season long. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was a terrible game for the Celtics. But Rob Williams back. And that right there is the headline of today's podcast. Rob Williams is back. I still want to talk about this game as a whole, but I needed to start the podcast with some positivity here. Uh, outside of Robert Williams' play, we saw some you know fairly good performances from some of our guys. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, both played okay in this one. I already mentioned 12 free throws for Tatum, 10 free throws for Jalen Brown. They were super aggressive getting to the rim at points in this one. However, they still reverted to a lot of bad habits. And I'll talk about that in the second half here. But overall, you look at the stat line from both of them, pretty solid overall. 31 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists for Tatum. Jalen Brown, 26 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. He was 4 of 10 from 3. So if you're looking at a guy that really went out there and shot decent from beyond the arc, he was the second best guy behind Al Horford, who only took four shots, was ejected in the third quarter uh, because of a you know a little nut shot to an old friend of ours, Mo Wagner. We'll talk about him in the, the second half here. But Jalen Brown had a couple of huge shots that kept the Celtics in this game late in the game. Unfortunately, it, it, it didn't transpire into anything. The Celtics still lost. But Jalen Brown did what he could to keep the Celtics in the game. Same with Jason Tatum. Both of them were aggressive in this one. You know, if you're getting to the free throw line 10 plus times, those are all good things, right? But the fact of the matter is we didn't really do a good job of getting others involved in this one. And when we did, Guys just missed a bunch of shots, a ton of shots. Our three-point percentage, honestly, might be the worst that we've seen all year. I don't have those stats in front of me, but I would, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that we've shot worse in a game from three. This was a brutal game as far as that goes. Now, the Celtics' defense at times looked really good. At times looked really bad. You know, the minutes that Rob Williams played, I thought the defense was solid. It was very apparent that the Magic were struggling to get around Rob. Rob had his presence down at the rim. When Blake was in there, again, third quarter after Al Horford got tossed, Blake really struggled in this one. Cornette struggled in this one. Like, this is not a good game from our bench in general. Like, we didn't really have a good player off the bench. 
Malcolm Brogdon had his had his moments where he looked really good. He got to the rim with ease a couple times in this one. Uh, but overall, we'll talk about his shooting numbers in the the second half of this podcast as well. It is a really bad shooting game from the Celtics. Uh, and I know a lot of people are going to sit here and say that the Celtics cannot win continuing to shoot this many threes. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. Because honestly, like everybody on this team, significantly better three-point shooter than what we saw tonight. And whether people want to uh, agree with me or not, I don't really care. The fact of the matter is the Celtics are not a 24% three-point shooting team. That's what they went tonight, 11 of 46. Just to put things into perspective, when the Celtics started the game, first six minutes of the game, the Celtics were shooting five of seven from three. We shot, we hit five of our first seven three-point shots. We ended the night 11 of 46. So that is six of our next 39. So do the math there. That's 15%. So in the first six minutes, we shot five of seven. In the remaining 42, we shot 15%. Like it's it's never going to happen. Like that is not Celtics basketball. And I don't really care if people are going to say that, you know, the three-point shooting is a, a massive deficiency in the Celtics, it's not. This team is built with a lot of shooters. And if you look at the first 29 games of the season, first 26 games of the season, last three have been tough. I'm not going to sit here and not acknowledge the fact that the last three games, honestly, have kind of sucked for the Celtics. Like, it has not been the Celtics' best performances. That Lakers game, despite coming out with a win wasn't a great game right so the Celtics team there are still you know some flaws but a lot of their struggles have really just come from beyond the arc which is where the Celtics really built the league's best offense in the beginning of the season it was off of three-point shooting you know I said in the beginning like their three-point shooting was not sustainable Rob Oh, not Rob Williams. Malcolm Brogdon is not going to shoot 49% from three. Grant Williams, probably not going to shoot 46% from three. Sam Hauser, probably not going to shoot 46% from three. But the way the Celtics were getting their shots, it looked like it should have been more sustainable than it has over the last four games. I did say that. I've said it a couple times at this point. The Celtics have done a great job this season, again, take away the last four games, of getting downhill, creating wide open shots. And I and I mean that, truthfully. The Celtics had a lot of wide open shots in this one. And unfortunately, they didn't fall. Malcolm Brogdon had three wide open threes. None of them fell. Jason Tatum, couple wide open threes. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, neither of them should ever have wide open threes because of how good they are, because of how much attention they should be getting. But they had some wide open shots and did not hit them. And that is the reason the Celtics lost this game. I don't care, honestly, about the way the defense played. I thought the defense played well enough to come out with a victory. 
this falls, this loss falls on the offense. And I do want to talk about that a little bit more. Honestly, there's really not much else to talk about as far as positives go. And I know this whole segment hasn't really been positive. But before we dive into all of the negatives and kind of where the Celtics have fallen short, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns like can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record. When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's going to score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so we've talked about the three-point shooting so far, uh, but I want to dive into some of the numbers here because it is alarming how bad the Celtics were from beyond the arc today. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, we'll start with him because if you look across the NBA, he's the best three-point shooting guy in the league. He was shooting 49% from three coming into this game. Uh, That number is dipped because he shot one of seven from beyond the arc today. Like these are brutal numbers. And again, a lot of these wide open. We talked about the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown having a couple wide open ones. Malcolm Brogdon had a couple wide open shots and was nowhere close. Marcus Smart. Here's another one. One of seven. Now we're not used to Marcus Smart being a great three-point shooter, but we're also, we've also gotten accustomed to him 
running the offense and not really going out looking for a shot. He's hit a couple of huge shots the last couple of games. Not going to take that away from him. This was a really bad performance from three. Like one of seven. He was three of nine total. So he went, he took two shots that weren't threes, hit both of them. One of them was a nice lefty layup over, I, I want to say, bold, bold, tough shot. Nailed it. In a clutch spot, too. Marcus Smart is very capable of scoring. The three ball is not his specialty. Didn't do it well today. Grant Williams, another one, shooting 46% roughly from three. One of five today. Like, these are terrible numbers. Jason Tatum, MVP candidate, still scored 31 points. Not going to complain about it. Got to the free throw line a ton, right? Two of eight from three. 25%. Like, these are not good numbers. All of these guys should be hitting at a 35% clip. 35 is not very, like 35 is league average. I'm not saying that's a good average. It's league average. And all of these guys are better than the average player in the NBA, right? So that's an issue, right? Like this is not where the Celtics should be aiming for. That's not some, That's not a goal, right? They should be trying to shoot significantly better than that. But when you're shooting, Jason Tatum was one of the better three-point shooters at 25%. That's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. Jalen Brown shot 40%. Al Horford only played 16 minutes, got ejected, but shot two of four. 50%, solid, right? Hit the first three of the game per usual. It is what it is, right? These guys just need to be better. Like there's a lot of wide open shots that they're just not hitting, and that's tough. But the other big issue in this game was offensive rebounding. And this is, you know, it's obviously a game time Lord's coming back. He's not, he doesn't fully have his legs under him. You know, he's nervous. You could see it early in this game. He didn't play a ton of minutes. Al Horford didn't play a ton of minutes, but we gave up 15 offensive rebounds. We gave him 20 second chance points in this game. Like we lost by, what's that? Eight points. We lost by eight. We gave up 20 second-chance points. We also gave up, what's it, 15 points off of our 14 turnovers. Like, these are numbers that we should never have to say against the Orlando Magic. Never, right? And this is, you know, error the Celtics collapsed. The Celtics came out hot. They looked really good to start this one. We were up, I want to say, like 17 to 4. We had a huge lead, or 14 to 7. I don't know. We had like a 10-point lead early in the first quarter, and it just completely flipped. It completely flipped after that. Uh, And it's just unfortunate because this is not a team that you want to lose to. Like Orlando is literally on a, a Wemby sweepstakes like trying to tank to get Victor Wembanyama. Like this is not a good situation to be in if you're the Celtics, especially considering how the the road trip ended. I'm absolutely an advocate saying that the Celtics road trip was successful. Coming back four and two in a six game tough road trip is good. The way it ended was not. And to start a seven game homestand the way that we just did against Orlando, it hurts. It hurts. I'm not sounding the panic alarm, uh, 
but that's an issue, right? It sucks. The rebounding was a huge issue today. The turnovers, huge issue today. You can't be giving up this many opportunities to, to the Magic. You really can't. You know, and I'll give the Magic some credit here because they had guys that just stepped up. Cole Anthony was an absolute killer in this one. Only ended the game 14 points, but I feel like all 14 of those were in the third or fourth quarter. He was torching the Celtics late in this one. Mo Wagner, he was on the Celtics. We waived him because of how horrible he was. He had 25 points and eight rebounds against us. Like, Mo Wagner. Why? Why, why, why? It doesn't make sense. All you can really say to this is the Celtics just didn't come out with enough energy. And in a game where Robert Williams comes back, the garden was absolutely electric. You would expect a little bit more energy from the guys. I'm not putting this on Time Lord at all. I'm not saying that Time Lord didn't come out with energy. I'm saying with Time Lord coming back, you would expect the rest of the team to pick him up. And it didn't happen. You know, and I'm, you know, the refs did a really good job of calling absolutely every foul and calling a million plays for review and slowing the game down and taking a lot of the energy out of the, the game. But you cannot blame the refs for this loss against a bad team. People will do it. I'm sure there's a lot of Celtics fans that are going to complain about the refs up and down. I don't believe that any game is ever like fixed by the refs. I don't. This was not a game that was controlled by them. It was a game that was 100% lost by us because we were sloppy and didn't really play with any sort of grit. Except for the minutes that Time Lord was in there, honestly. Like I thought he played great. I thought the team played great when he was in there. But the Celtics as a whole just could not put together 36 minutes of game. I'm not even saying a full 48. Like I understand there's always going to be runs from a team, but this wasn't even 36 minutes of good basketball if you're the Celtics. Uh, So honestly, just super tough loss. This is not a game that you'll look back at and be like, well, they could have had it. This was just an ugly game through and through. Uh, End of the game with 17 assists. This is another one. I've talked about it a million times in this podcast. 25, 26, that's really the magic number. This team, a lot of the assists that we could have had were thrown out the window because we were missing wide open shots. But at the end of the day, you still got to do something with it. You gotta, you gotta move the ball. You gotta have guys that are able to hit shots. And tonight we weren't able to do it. Uh, but that is where we're going to wrap things up for today. Tough loss. The Celtics are now 22 and eight. Honestly, you're looking at the standings. The Celtics still sit in the number one spot in the entire NBA. Milwaukee got throttled by the Grizzlies. Lost by, I want to say, 41 points. Uh, So the Celtics still have a game lead over Milwaukee uh, and still have a couple of games over Memphis, who's number one in the West. So Celtics still hold the best record in the NBA, but they've lost three of four. 
less than ideal, need to bounce back. The Celtics have, uh, you know, Saturday off, comeback Sunday, game two of our seven-game homestand against Orlando again. So it's another opportunity for Rob Williams to get his feet under him against a not-so-great team. But the way they played today, they looked better than not-so-great. So Celtics need to bounce back in this one. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk to you soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?